Hello, and welcome to Tardy to the Party. And I'm going to stop doing that voice now because it's terrible on the throat. But can I? Hey, it's, do I dare? It's, I mean, I can do a good Jigglypuff, but... He's Bill. I'm Daniel. He's Jigglypuff. <laughs> We're talking about Night of the Demons. It's Night of the Demons. Night of the Demons. 1980s uh, as hell. I would have to assume it's 1988. I didn't even bother. I yeah, tried to look. There's nothing much about the making of this movie out there. Uh, the only reason I would assume it's 1988 is just because there's a character who dies... And he gets a grave, and he says he was born in 1970. And I'm like, assuming these are supposed to be high schoolers, despite everyone being 35 years old. Um, <laughs> I think there's one veiled reference to someone having to be like at math class on Monday or something like that. I was like, yeah. well, assuming they're all 18, that would put this in 1988. But yeah, this is your pick. Hey, Why'd I, you choose? I made Night you of the watch Demons? this movie. Yeah, that's so. fine. I make you watch movies. <laughs> I, ages ago, I knew somebody who. Like this back in the days before you could just get anything on the internet. They had this oh, yeah. video shop and they loved it. And they're like, "You gotta watch this shit." So I watched this shit and I was like, "That was all right." Oh, so you had seen this before? Yes. Oh, okay. And, then, and I've always talked to you about it because I feel like it's kind of up your alley. Yeah, I always got confused because there's also movie there's there's like also Night of the Creeps, Night of the I mean I'm Night of the Living Dead. There's a thousand movies called Night of. And specifically last yeah. year for Tardy of the Party, I actually found a whole bunch of movies called Night Of. And so even while we're talking about this, we were even texting about this movie a couple days ago, and I was still calling it Night of the Creeps. And you're like, Bill, no, it's not Night of the Creeps. Night of the fucking Demons. Make sure you watch the right thing. And I'm, mm-hmm. gl- <laughs> I'm glad I had to go back. Which is funny because the copy of this movie that I gave you to watch is actually from me. But yeah, just to make sure I picked the right, the right file out of the right folder. Uh, yeah, okay, no idea. So, is, is that, was this the first time you had seen this since uh, seeing it back in the day? I feel like I started it at some point, but yeah, I full just sitting down and watching it full out. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, were you inspired by the fact that our last film also starred Linnea Quigley? So that was just a coinky ding. Oh, okay, because yeah, last week we just did Return of the Living Dead. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, she but looks... It's, you might... <laughs> Speaking you of characters, um, speaking of <laughs> actors who look like they're forty-five, I'm um, sorry. Well, anyway, she then. she 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 actually didn't want to audition for this because she felt like she was too old to be in it. There's something she's got makeup on in one scene that I think it's not like it's not like she looks old old, but again, if you're assuming yeah. these kids are supposed to be like high schoolers, though, definitely not a high schooler. But um, no. I mean, she was born in '58, so oh, she's wow. oh, God, quite a bit older than it's the like other my guy. mom's age. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, no. No! Oh no! I don't want to. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, where was I? Talking I wish about? I was dead. Now. Oh, but um, I wish I was. One I don't of the know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't movie. know if you'll take offense to this or not. But after... <laughs> oh, no. Okay. No. 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 It's it. No. I, after watching this and having just seen Return of the Living Dead, they kind of got the same mouthfeel in some ways. Yeah, because it's a bunch of kind of greasy punk kids. Who have should not be hanging out together? Yeah, and they're all you know, like, well, especially actually, specifically the punk angle because I like I, I I get the feeling that most of the punk music, not that there's a ton of music in this movie, uh, but like I get the feeling that whatever little bit of music was in this movie was kind of just made for the movie. Whereas I know in oh, yeah. uh, Return of the Living Dead, they like actually had like actual pre-existing like well. songs by the Cramps and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, all the music in this was done by the director's brother. <laughs> oh God! But like the, <laughs> so. all the punk stickers on the boombox that they're using are all like 
Uh, like, if you're a punk rocker, you're like, oh, they have good taste. It's like Dead Kennedys and the fucking, like, it's it's, it's a bunch of... Who, whoever was making the Wii actually had good, pretty good taste in punk rock music for, like, the late 80s and stuff. But, um, but yeah, it's a shame. I almost kind of wish the whole movie had been scored with this because... I, this is your pick. I should let you talk more before I no, start go ahead. slamming on this movie. Oh no, it's a, it's a very slammable movie. Uh, one of my few notes about this movie. This movie is like, if they made a Maniac Mansion plus Evil Dead movie, that mm. somehow wasn't nearly as good as either of those things. Because <laughs> <laughs> the premise is a bunch of kids go to a this, haunted mansion. So, yeah, this movie isn't great. It's, it's not I bad. Be, I appreciate the no, tone. But, yeah. It's got some really choice moments in it. <laughs> eat a bowl of fuck. Yeah, eat a bowl of fuck is a good one. I heard one. It's like, I was watching, I started watching this at like midnight and it get done to like 2.30 in the morning and I was drinking a bottle of wine. And so I was like, did I just imagine that? Because that sounds like a Bill Mudrin line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're talking about a movie that starts off with a guy dressed as a pig driving a car with a jack-o'-lantern glued to the top. So mm-hmm. for, at least for right there, you know, you're off to at least a pretty good start. Uh, but yeah, all the characters yeah. are like living cartoon characters. Um, and with the, it's also the the writing for the characters. They're written by somebody who obviously was told by their friends, "You're the funniest person in the room." But <laughs> exactly. none of their friends have a sense of humor. Like the jokes they make in this are fucking garbage. Like there's but one everybody or two good lines, all the other characters yeah. are like <laughs> laugh at it. But I'm yeah. like that wasn't funny. That was that was terrible. And this is one of those movies where like maybe the attitude of the movie is better than the actual content. Cuz it's not yeah. bad. It's just Well, and, and also if if you saw yeah. this in the 80s and needed your booby fix or your butt fix Oh, hey, God, guess what? Butt. This movie's got it in spades. <laughs> I was a little disappointed. Well, I guess you do get to see the tits of some of the other lady characters. But like I would you because you had vaguely mentioned at the end of last week's podcast about how tit filled this movie is, and I thought it was a little. I thought, I thought it was a little more. I mean, there's some tits, but it's not quite like how Linnea Quigley in Return of the Living Dead, where she's like naked the whole film. But it's still pretty good, you know. I'm not complaining about that. <laughs> um. Oh God, I forgot Jonathan. Jonathan. Uh, not Jonathan Colton. I literally just woke up before start recording, so my Steve Johnson. Steve Johnson. Who's who's the one person who listens to us? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Jonathan Mitchell. Uh, Jonathan Mitchell. He he wrote in with his uh, his '80s boob memory was I think was it Ro- was it RoboCop? I should pull that up. Wait, Robo-Cop are there tits in RoboCops? I think I'm making shit up. Any. Well, you know what? If I'm wrong, that even makes it better. So that means like he's he's more anonymous. What about one of his? I have not exposed his secret private uh, '80s boob uh, history. Um, there's maybe I'm thinking of Star Trek. Star Trek. No, there's. Because I think in the, at least in RoboCop, because there's, um, there's the, uh, not asexual, uh, the, the, the cop locker room, I think, has naked women in it. Because mm-hmm. they, it's, it's, they do the same thing, it's Paul Verhoeven, he also did the same thing in, uh, Starship Troopers, where it's in, uh, both genders, uh, washroom. And so, but, mm-hmm. so it's tits, but it's not, like, sexualized tits, it's just, like, gotcha. ladies happen to be naked. I think that's what happens in RoboCop. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think I've seen RoboCop since the last time we did it for the podcast, but. Okay. Anyway, that's not here though. You know what, Bill? Congratulations remembering we did it for the podcast. <laughs> well, I because I think I'm probably you into that. So of course I remember. But yeah, this oh, movie. No. Well, even in the characters in this movie, a couple of them are kind of cartoon characters. You've got the big fat guy. You've, Stooge. Stooge. You've got the scared black guy. It's almost Roger. a little like almost an almost, almost uncomfortable racial stereotype. 
Uh, you've got Asian lady. No, because if he was a racial stereotype in a horror movie, he would have died first. Oh, that's a good point. Ah, that's a good point. Are the only two characters who survive this movie the only two characters who show up in costume? Because it's Roger and Alice in no, Wonderland's titty lady. Uh, Max is dressed as a doctor. Uh, oh. The uh, 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 what's her name? Um, oh, Linnea Quigley. Max I guess is... she is dressed like she's dressed like pink. Yeah, it's a, um, it's more just yeah. Well, I mean, Franny is dressed as uh, Peter Pan. Oh, is that what that is? Oh, the Asian lady is yeah. dressed like Tinkerbell or whatever. Yeah, Peter Pan it is a Peter. Pan. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of bad. That's how terrible all the costumes for Peter Pan is. It's hard to tell Peter Pan from Tinkerbell, depending on the production. Um, yeah. yeah, who else? Uh, Stooge has a pig nose. <laughs> he should have let him keep the pig nose for the whole movie. Uh, um, uh, Helen has, like, a um, toga. Oh, yeah. She just she makes no Roger's impact. Roger's a pirate. Is Alice in Wonderland lady... Is she the lady with the brother at the beginning? Correct. Okay. Because I couldn't remember for... I was like, man, was it Toga Lady who was had the brother at the beginning? No. No, she was yeah, in the Yeah, got park. Sal, who's just Italian meathead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> who's, that's that, I consider that a costume. And yeah, it was weird how every single word out of his mouth was just types of pasta. Hey! <laughs> he's, like, he's like a grown-up Mario. Hey, mm -hmm. lasagna. <laughs> Fafale. <laughs> Vizzulo. <laughs> hey, I baked the ziti. Oh, God, but yeah, so all these kids are cartoons. There's, like, way more kids. Because, like, there's, like, a dozen kids who show up at the place, because it's, like, three different parties of kids, each one mm -hmm. with a full car. So that's, like, at mm -hmm. least a dozen kids. Yeah. So I thought there would be more, like... I was like, well, that's a lot of kids to pack into this movie, because even Maniac Mansion, I don't know if had had that many kids. But mm -hmm. then, like, I was like, okay, well, if they have this many kids, that means that's going to be that much more way of, like, it's going to be a fiesta of insane creative deaths. It's like, no, a lot of them are just kind of going to disappear. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and they'll just kind of show up as zombies later. But, like, won't get, like, a really graphic death scene or anything like that. Yeah. Um, not that, you know, not that I need, like, tons of gore. Well, that's the other thing, because I, uh, well, I was like, okay, well, the, okay, they're going to get turned into demons or get uh, possessed by demons. So at least you're going to get some cool demon makeup effects. No, you just kind of get people, they kind of just turn into zombies and kind of just, mm -hmm. like, slowly walk after the heroes. And they're not really yeah. demons as much as yeah. It's it's a and it, but at least with zombies you might get some cool death rotting effects. And this you don't. They just kind of put pancake makeup on and yellow contacts and monster teeth. And suddenly and now that Angela and um, Stooge <clears throat> get burned. Yeah. Near the end. I do like Angela. She's all smoking in her death dress that later on after she gets put on fire. Yeah. And that's kind of a cool effect. She's constantly smoking from every, from, every, from from that point on for the rest of the film. Uh, mm. But. Yeah, but I again, I this movie's more about personality than it is like actual like it it says a lot that this movie the most startling makeup effect is someone shoving a makeup tube in her titty. And that's not even <laughs> like a horror effect. It's not like gruesome. That doesn't have anything to do with anyone dying or a monster or anything no. like that. That's just a fun visual stunt. <clears throat> I almost kind of wonder too. Uh kind of jumping the gun a little bit too. That really I got tricked. I didn't realize Did that you? was because the way her titty moves was I was like, Lena quickly got fake tits, because like the mm. way her titty moves kind of a little unnaturally, and then like the makeup goes in her boob, and I was like, oh, I guess she does got fake tits to some degree. <laughs> uh, uh. What? But like the the skin and the texture for 1988, I almost wonder if that's the first time someone, one of the first times someone has used like a silicone. Uh, no, it was it was gelatin. I was gonna say because there's a nice translucency. It like. 
it, it, almost if almost anyone else had done that special effect back in 1988, it would be like that fake like latex plastic looking look. Yeah. But it looks really good. Like you can almost see like the hairs. Uh, Steve Johnson did the special effects for this movie, and Steve Johnson, I don't know if he ever had his own studio, but I know he did work on, like, Ghostbusters yes. and the Abyss and uh, stuff like that. This um, was actually the first movie that his independent, like, studio okay, did. Okay, that's cool. Man, Steve Johnson is kind of an interesting guy. He's not super famous, but, uh, he, I only, the only reason I know him was because he tried to launch a YouTube channel, like, five years ago, and I guess it didn't go that well because he didn't upload much stuff for very long. But he did I think do... it's also because he started writing a book. That's the, the thing. I don't even know if the book there. came out. But he did. He has a couple videos online where he does talk about, like, okay, this is how I helped make... This is how I helped make Slimer and Ghostbusters. This is how I did, like, the underwater aliens and alien in, 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 the, in the Abyss. Not that he did all that stuff himself. He was actually working for... Uh, larger companies when he did both those movies, but he—it's nice to see that he had—he has a couple productions of his own because he, the guy knew how to do good stuff. Um, and he's yeah. a very personable dude. So yeah, you've seen Steve Johnson's videos. Correct. Okay, yeah. This is, oh, I'm glad. Okay, yeah. So you know about as much of that that guy as, as I do. Though. Yeah. Um, he married Leanna Quigley. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, they met on this. <laughs> they met nice. when he made he he met they met when he. Got the sculpt of her boobies. That's perfect. Just the idea of like a special effects monster makeup guy marrying a scream queen from the eighties. That's like, that that's great. I'm glad that worked out for that kids for those kids. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess that's one way to get up and close to someone when you have to make like a plaster cast of someone's tits. You gotta you gotta have plenty of time to talk about it as you're like smoothing plaster over her tits for a, a monster movie. Um, mm. <clears throat> but yeah, I kind of wonder. Do you know if this has any connection to the um, the Attack of the Killer Tomato movies? I don't think so. Because literally the first thing you see in the movie, it's a production credit. And it looks like the logo of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, but it turns orange to look like a pumpkin and then suddenly melts away and it's just the full mm. moon. And I, I didn't, I, because I literally went to bed right after watching this movie, woke up and started recording this podcast, I didn't have time to research. I, but, like, even looking up the little bit of stuff I did uh, while laying in bed while falling asleep last night, I didn't, I didn't see any kind of specific connections. Of, uh, I've never seen the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes movies, but I recognize the logo, and I think that, I don't know if it is the logo or it just looks kind of look like one of the Rotten Tomato. Uh, Attack of the Killer Tomato logos. I'm sorry, I just woke up. I need to get some caffeine in me. But what are we talking about? I should let you talk. No, it's alright. We should just get, get rolling because oh, it's, yeah. uh, it's an interesting I mean, choice for the not opening. Much to talk about. It's Halloween night. Yeah, well, it's, it's you got to get past the paper cutout looking shit credits. You know first. what the terrible thing is? One of my mm. few notes I did to take in the movie. I was very excited during the end credits because I saw that the opening credits animation had been done by Kathy Zelinsky. Mm. I need to wake up. Kathy Zelinsky, who I know her because she wound up becoming a Disney animator. And uh, my friend Dylan is a huge fan of hers because, because Kathy Zelinsky became... Uh, she was the chief animator for Frollo and Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame movie. My friend Dylan loves that movie, and ever since then, Dylan's always been a big fan of trying to track down work by Kathy Zelinsky. And uh, that lady, that animator, she's gone on to... She didn't stay at Disney for very long. She she bounced around a, bun, a whole bunch of other studios. I think she was teaching animation at Pixar for a while or something. Mm. And so uh, I look forward to like saying, Hey, Dylan, guess what? I found another project that she did, but it's just terrible cutout animation. It's like <laughs> yeah. sub-Beetlejuice levels of animation at the beginning, but yeah. Yeah, and it sets the spooky tone of the movie by going on forever. Yeah. Because I guess you got to get to that one hour and 30 minute runtime you know, somehow. I, I 
have to I have to admit appreciation for a movie that embraces the fact, okay, we're gonna make a fucking Halloween movie. Like it's not yeah. just a horror movie that we're hoping will be, do good business at Halloween, but th- we're at fucking pumpkins. It's gonna take place on Halloween night. To the point, I guess the original production title for this movie was Halloween Party, but they yeah. changed it to which is, I mean, there's nothing really Halloweeny about the party. They have a, yeah. they have like some uh, orange and black decorations that they bring with them to to the mansion. Uh, when Angela is doing her demon dance later, you can see that they've actually put up like Halloween bunting. In the mansion, which nice, but that's the closest Halloween the, the party ever gets to. I'm sorry, go ahead. That's fine. We're introduced to Stooge, whose costume is just a pig nose. He has a shitty car that we're all driving in. Yeah. Um, it's so, Alan yeah. and Roger. You the your you need one for every horror movie. Nothing blank slate of a girl and the black guy. Yeah, yeah she really is like because at least with the girls you've got Linnea Quigley, you've got goth girl and then you've got final girl but yeah the fourth girl, girl is just oh there's asian girl uh yeah <laughs> it's funny that like being asian was more of a character defining characteristic than white girl with toga but yeah yeah well uh, asian girl or giant hair girl either a, is there a, a giant, giant hair, girl? hair girl the, the, the asian girl has some huge hair oh yeah um so uh they see an old man walking, and Stooge moon him, moons him, except he's shy, so he only shows him his underpants. Yeah. He's very hardcore. I do like Stooge has got, like, jack-o'-lantern underwear on, and he's like, look in the mirror, old man. I've been wearing these since last year. <laughs> I want, man, where do I get, like, fucking jack-o'-lantern boxers? <laughs> Shit. I'm sure you could find them. <sighs> and the old man's like, damn, kids! And he gets stalked. And some douchey welcome back Carter looking motherfucker. <laughs> this is Guido scares him with a, Yeah. <laughs> scares him with a fake rat. And he's like, oh, you son of a bitch. The movie tries to get all his like, groceries. It, it's funny because the movie goes straight from like, like the old man gets scared and then suddenly you see like there's a POV camera shot of someone hiding behind a car by the camera guy. So it goes, it, it's, a, it's a weird tonal shift as the movie goes from this like rock and roll, like kids in a car mooning an old man, like dun 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 opening. And then suddenly it immediately slows down into like oh, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, dude stalker stalking this other guy. For as many jump scares as they try to shove in your face <laughs> in this movie, they are terrible at setting them up. They, well, because they don't. Yeah, there's no. Yeah. Somebody said we gotta have a jump scare in every scene. And uh, but by jump scare, we'll just have the camera be, some, suddenly become handheld and try to hide behind something for for a brief moment, just to create the sensation that oh my god, one of these characters is being watched. No, they're not. Oh, and then somebody tripped over a cast. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, it's just the Italian guy with the fucking the, the fake rubber rat thing. And like, where's this guy hiding? Because it's not like the guy suddenly yeah, Italian guy just jumps in the front of the old guy from like teleports in front of his face <laughs> with the with the, the the rat and the guy's like oh you made me drop my shit mm-hmm. so then he leaves that stereotype and a girl puts a hand on the old man to help him pick up his again cell, another scare thing her. that's poorly uh-huh. set up yeah he calls her a damn little whore so she leaves in a huff and he picks up up his stuff saying those kids will get what they deserve and he's got an apple with razor blades and he's just and sitting on the street corner on halloween Boy. night cackling with an <laughs> apple in one hand and a box of razor blades in the other <laughs> Just like, dude, you're not being very subtle. Also, I feel like 
you gotta notice that the apples have a big slit in them where somebody I never shoved a whole that. razor blade There's in There's been it. a lot of writing in the last couple of years about how overblown the whole ca- like tainted candy thing was back in the day. And, yeah. Like, people pointed out, like, I'm sure some kids actually did get fucked up. It's not like the entire 80s happened without some kids getting fucked with, 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 with tainted candy. But, like, just the idea that, like, every apple's got it. Also, why, why, why is this kid, why, it's not like these, these kids who are just fucking with them, these 40 five-year-olds pretending to be 18-year-olds are going to be the ones who are going to be getting those apples he's going to be handing out. So it's yeah, like, well, fuck know. you, old man. I mean, that's not that's not the whole point of the movie, but, like, it's still not whatever. Yeah, the they just want to set up the dumb random ending they have for this movie. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <sighs> so, uh, she goes to her house. She gets a call from the local douche, Jay. Oh, I forgot and... this character existed. Okay, yeah. <laughs> So did I. So he tells her they aren't going to go we to the We should professional Lame film commentaries. Oh, I Lame forgot about it. What's going on? <laughs> what? Uh-huh. So they're not going to the lame nerd dance anymore. He's taking to a real party. Okay. And that weird girl from history class, Angela, is hosting it. I'll say they are high and schoolers. Then, they are specifically yeah. okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she bends over and pulls her ass out, showing it all over the place, and starts yeah. putting on her costume. And she agrees to go. Oh, she actually, like, she... you actually get, you, yeah, she takes her panties off and everything, too. You actually get yeah. to see, like, yeah. Yeah. Since even, although she finds out it's a whole house, it's so spoopy there. And then she pulls off her sweater that she's wearing just a bra underneath. And her brother jumps out of the <laughs> the closet to scare her with a mask on. And he says, wow, bodacious boobies, sis. And hey, movies from the 80s, writers? What the fuck, man? <laughs> I love it when when old men making a movie suddenly decide to make a kid like their voice of the creator of the film, regardless of whether or not that character's uh, actions or anything they say makes any sense for co- in the context of that character. Like what? having a brother totally get have a giant boner for his sister and her giant tits. I know that's happened in more than that's, one or two yeah. 80s movies. What the hell was wrong with them? That's because you had old men making these movies. You and I both have shit. sisters. I'm pretty sure we never once even thought I... of the inkling of saying bodacious boobies. I definitely sis. never hung out my sisters. Yeah, just... <laughs> And she is. What the and hell? It's the, funny, the, the, the thing that seals it is the sister's reaction being like, oh, you. And she like throws something at him. He runs out. And he's like, don't get bigger and I can be able to tie your shoes. And it's like, insinuation. Oh, this happens like almost every day because the way they just kind of roll. It's like, what is going on? Oh, Again, it's not man. the point of the movie, but it kind of... I, I guess it adds to the lurid comic book feel of this movie, but it's still... I'm you like, can oh. just hear the writer behind his keyboard going, I wish I had a sister. Could, could at least the sister say, like, I'm so glad you're adopted, or something, to at least <laughs> make the lasciviousness a little bit less weird. But, <laughs> I mean, she is wearing so, a transparent bra, which yeah. part of me is also like, when did that stop being a thing? Or maybe that is still a thing, I just it's, never noticed. It's, but It's still a thing, oh, if God. you want one. But yeah. But anyway, um... He runs off to get the front door because the doorbell rings and he, he tries puts on to a mask. scare somebody. Yeah. But then he gets scared by a jump square. The jiggers, <laughs> and it's it's so Sal. many off-camera hands laying on shoulders. <laughs> yeah, and it's Sal, the douche with the fake rat from earlier. He this, tells this scene takes up like, like hey, the first half oh. hour of the movie. Yeah, go tell your sister I'm here. I brought my pet snake for you to play with. <laughs> this whole town's very charming. And Sally, Sal is very much the tough guy who cries when anybody looks at him intimidatingly at all. Yeah, because he 
he's, he's very much a. Uh, hey, you want to fight? Please don't hit me. Hey, it's like he was wandered uh, wandered in from a like a teen dramedy, and like from like not the Searchers, but I'm trying to think of like the kind of movie he's from. But yeah, it's it's it's. With the with Johnny, and also <laughs> having 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 his first real interaction be with her little brother, and I don't know if he's like standing on the step down from him. He seems like he's like five feet tall. Yeah, I I I, I assume they just did that because it's easier to stage both uh, actors in the same frame if they're kind of roughly the same height. But like, definitely makes this guy seem less intimidating because yeah, he's like on his knees talking to this guy, offering him a penny if he tells his sister to come out and fuck him. It's just yeah. the whole weird thing, but yeah. <laughs> they they have some back and forth and stuff with the writers trying to make the dialogue witty, but it doesn't work. Yeah. And it finishes with Sal bribing her brother to tell him where Judy is and going, trying with a quarter first. He is some shiny voice. This scene goes on for, this really goes on for yeah. like 10 minutes, yep. too, yeah. And then he finds out they're going to whole whole house and steals the brother's mask and leaves yeah. cool man they do have some great halloween costumes or not costumes halloween decorations in this movie uh mm. it's perfect like like their house you only get to see a little bit of their house at the beginning but like they've got this big like pin-up hinged frankenstein on the front door and some of the die cut uh halloween uh, c- uh decorations i'm like oh man i totally had oh no i just totally the movie just suddenly turned into linea quigley's ass while i'm watching it oh oh just god a anyway, whole ass. Go, just yeah. the whole ass on the screen <laughs> goes on for the a entire while thing. too you can always see like the little fucking skid marks bent oh. over just white panties all up in your face yeah it's it's close enough that you can in see like the safety panel on the inside of the p- pantyhose that she's wearing <laughs> which is a little bit like oh okay so uh oh. it's just a couple of dweebos are staring at it and it's sweaty cause... <laughs> the best thing i'm loving we're watching it now the thing that she's bending over to inspect so closely are a bunch of boxes of tide <laughs> Which mm-hmm. is like how, like I know the whole. That's not again. It's not the point of this scene, but it's like maybe that's part of the joke. Is that she's like so closely, quote unquote, inspecting these boxes of Tide. But yeah, she's yeah. been over. Well, she's dressed well, like like Pac-Man, Pac-Man twenty six hundred sound effects come out of a Pac-Man. Yeah, and like you don't even get to see the cabinet. Just like completely off screen. I guess they just wanted to suggest like, oh, it's it's an eighties convenience store, so you've got to have an arcade ca- cabinet in the corner somewhere. Mm-hmm. And while while she's distracting the clerks who are staring at her ass, Angela is she's dressed as like a bride all in black, whatever. Yeah. She's just openly stealing tons of shit, just shoving it a bag around the store, and nobody else in the store seems to care because she's just she's she still she could have not been more obvious if she tried. Yeah, yeah, you think the other customers could have busted her, but uh, she's stealing some of the lamest cookies. She does grab some Oreos, <laughs> but then she steals a whole bunch of like the cheapest like ninety nine cents wafer cookies. I'm like, oh man, go for like like Neop- Neapolitan wafer cookies. I'm like, you get better cookies if you're gonna steal, steal the good stuff. Shit. Anyway. Yes, yes, shit. So man, um, this movie. Then she she walks out right in front of the clerks and <laughs> With, like, Suzanne, like a who's... duffel bag of groceries that she's obviously not paying for. I mean, I know that's yeah. the joke is that like yeah, they, she could walk out with any. She could have wheeled the pack bag cabinet out of there and they wouldn't have yep. cared, but. So then Suzanne, who's the ass girl, starts to leave. Is like, you guys have sour balls? And they're like, yeah, we do. And she's like, too bad. Guess you don't get too many blowjobs. I feel bad because this is going to turn into me a shit talking Lena quickly. But it's the lighting inside that convenience store where she looks like she's 45 years old. And mm. I've, <laughs> I've only seen Linnea Quigley in a handful of things back in the day. But I forgot how fucking terrible of an actress she is. She's just always so like, eh, I was, nah, bah, bah, bah. I was, I was going to ask, Bill, 
who is the worst actress, or not actress, actor in this? Because we'll just lump them all I think in. it's Lydia Quigley. I really is. Cause she's I, really, just so I think it's Angela. Angela doesn't Angela's, get much to do. She, I mean, well. She's terrible. <laughs> um, it's not, it's, it's not the pig guy. Uh, no, no I, I think Angela. Angela is relatively inoffensive. She's not great. Mm. And she also, like, essentially that character disappears halfway through and she gets turned into a monster. Or, well, I, uh, you know what? Actually, once Linnea Quigley gets possessed, she becomes more interesting. But when she's just acting as quote-unquote teenager, it's just, she's actually, it's funny how much she just looks and acts and sounds exactly like, well, her character from Return of the Living Dead, where she's just like, this really monotonous, flat voice. And just yeah. like, yeah. Anyway, it's not a... yeah. yeah right. Well, so they laugh outside. Ha ha ha, we stole stuff. And it's <laughs> just awful. And Suzanne wants to look good for the boys at the party. And Angela just wants to scare the shit out of them. Ha ha ha. And then um, elsewhere, Jay gets to Judy's house and tries to talk to her creepo little brother. And Jay's like, like generic. So- oh, God. Jay- yeah, Jay's gen- just generic white guy. Yep. Yeah. Her brother's like, hey, so you're dating my sister for your personality? Because she's got really big cha-chas. What are you doing? (laughs) Isn't the mom there while this conversation is happening, right? Yeah, because she offers uh, Jay a fudge logs. Since they look like just hot turds right out of anus, he's like, no. (laughs) They look like turds that were shit out by a loaf of bubble bread. It is funny because they intentionally tried. I mean, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's. It's not like I know they were meant to made unappetizing, but still. Yeah. The way they're made, they're kind of greasy, too. They do Mm -hmm. a good job making them look... It almost kind of ruins the joke when the sun points out the fact it looks like shit. And... But, like, it's a little too heavy-handed of a joke. It doesn't quite pull off correctly, because, like, they didn't... Like, the the treats look so unrealistically stupid that, like, I don't know. Also, Jay isn't wearing a costume because he's a shit. Yeah. Well, he's kind of um, dressed like 80s asshole. I mean, it's funny because yeah. actually he, he's one of the characters not wearing a costume, but like if you wore that exact same outfit today, it would be a costume because he's such an 80s... He's, he's wearing a blazer with the sleeves rolled up. For Christ's <laughs> yeah. sakes, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, and, Some and, choice but... up, up uh, jack-o'-lanterns, too. Like, just looking mm. at the jack-o'-lanterns laying around like the, that house, there's some pretty good ones, too. Just, like, some whacked-out, like, not, like, conventional jack-o'-lanterns, but, like, jack-o'-lanterns with, like, X's for eyes and shit like that, which... Like, yeah, that's some pretty fun stuff. Anyway, Judy's that's why they're there. Judy's dressed like Alice from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. He's dressed like a horny, horny loser. <laughs> <laughs> so... He's dressed like a Disney executive from the 80s. <laughs> In the, the car with Stooge, Roger and Helen are trying to find the house with the map, and everybody's insulting each other in a way that only happens in the movies and isn't funny at all, but they act like, hey, that is a good one. Yeah. Because she says something like, were you born an asshole, or or have you always been that way? And it's Roger's like, ah, good one. I'm like, no, it's stupid, but anyhow. It's great, too, because <sighs> they're doing that thing where they're in a car, but, like, you can totally tell they're just in someone's garage, and someone's, like, just flashing flashlights on the car to make somebody's, it look like it's moving. Yeah, but somebody's, like, yeah. like, running behind the car with a red light. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, um, Jay and Judy pick up Max and Frankie, another white guy in scrubs and an Asian girl dressed like Peter Pan. Yeah, they're just death fodder. And, These are the ones who yep. end up dying inside the coffin later, you know? Yeah, so, uh... Uh, Jay, Stooge's car elsewhere has a flat tire, and then Jay's car rolls up, and they're like, "Hey, you need a hand?" And then they clap. That's <laughs> <It's laughs> That's the kind of people that these guys are. They would be at the high school trying creative stuff like that, and thinking it's so witty. Yeah. 
And Again, then... supposedly high school students, even though everyone's 45. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Jay's car stops to look at Hull House from a distance, and they say all spoopy <laughs> shit. They point at so the matte painting and go, oh, what's that? It was a mausoleum or a crematorium. Funeral parlor. A funeral parlor, and also there was people lived there, and they killed everybody. This and is there was the... so much blood and guts, nobody yeah. knew who did it, blah, blah, blah. Everything that could be that house, it is. It's spoopy. It's, this is the only lore you get throughout the entire film. Man, it's not oh, even no, a map painting. get a slightly other lore that's just as dumb as that. <laughs> it's funny, because I'm realizing it's not even... It's, it's not even a matte painting, it is just a painting. It's not like they even try to, like, uh, like uh, have this painting of the castle superimposed on any live-action footage. They might as well just be painting, pointing at a painting that's, like, just sitting right next to them in the car. Like, oh, look, it's the spooky house we're driving to, I guess. It's like something out of Scooby-Doo, but... Yeah, I guess, like, there just happened to be a giant, like, mansion that was turned into a funeral parlor on the outskirts of town next to, like, a cemetery, and all the trees are dead, mm -hmm. I kind of like yep. the design of it, but like, yeah. Yeah. Oof, oof. So, uh, once they park the at Hull House, Max and Judy listen to some water running underground, and it goes all the way around the house because right under a brick wall, and legend has it the evil can the house can't cross the stream because you do. Which that is actual yeah, well, that's jazz. old lore. I mean, like supposedly back in the day in the, in the fucking Romanian shit like that, vampires weren't supposed to be able to cross running water yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. And also, it's all quiet. Even the crickets will come to Hall House. <laughs> they say that. Yes. No. So. <laughs> so uh, I think the, I'm the, starting the, to mentally check out by this point. That yeah, the the masks from uh, Halloween Three wouldn't work here because you couldn't get all those crickets to come out of it. <laughs> Check your head, head snakes at the door, folks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there, so some uh, some synths music lets you know it's all spoopy. Yeah, there's not much of a soundtrack to this movie, too. And, uh, oh, no, it's it. going all the time. Is you it? just probably tuned it out because it sounds like you're playing the seventh guest. It's, yeah, it's fucking that, again, someone it's leaning on a fucking Casio. terrible. Yeah. yeah. They walk inside, and Franny says, someone fire the maid. <laughs> wow. and Max is like, yeah, the maid died, too. They did fire her because she was burned up and whatever. Blah. Not everything needs to be about murder, Max. Always one of the most excruciating things about any horror movie is, like, the establishing that the teenagers arriving at the haunted place and just everyone wandering mm. around and making jokes about exactly like, oh, someone better fire the maid. And you just, I almost, I, if I were to make a horror movie back then, I would, like, have them start getting killed off immediately the moment they walk through the door someone's head gets punched yeah. off. Like, we don't need even the slow, the slow burn's just them being getting, getting here. Once they're here, yeah. let's start the party. We don't need another... Because it literally is, it takes a good, like, this movie's only 90 minutes long, and literally the first half of the movie is just setting up the, the, the everything yeah. that happens. And yeah. so, it, we're only 20 minutes in, but it's still going to be, like, another 20 minutes even after they've been here to, like, really, to, for shit, start going nuts. Anyway. Yeah. They find a coffin. It's spoopy. <sighs> Angela's car pulls up, and she's like, let's get real good. But surprise! There was a, an Italian stereotype inside that <laughs> coffin. It jumps out and scares you. Ah! Yeah, he did somehow get there before everyone else. And Jay, uh, Judy stops them for fighting, and he says, he allow me to introduce myself. And then Max <laughs> is like, yeah, Count Dinkleberry of the flaming asshole of Transylvania. Yo, great zing. You really I got mean, him there. Any movie that wow. uses the word Dinkleberry can't be that bad, but yeah. 
God. So Jay complains Angela didn't tell him this asshole was invited, and then she's in there, and she's like, he wasn't. And then Stooge comes in and is like, let's party, because you gotta have the fat guy in an 80s movie scream, let's party. I do appreciate that Stooge, he's a big party animal, but I thought he was gonna be, like, some kind of weird rapey dude, or some kind of... No, mm. he's just an affable, like, let's party, let's get drunk. He's not, like, so dude bro that he's, like, a frat bro. He's just... Yeah. He's just a schmuck. But yeah. I, which, yeah, that, that <laughs> I wouldn't hang out with him. That's one of the things I do like about this movie is like, no, one, none of the characters are inherently evil. There's not like a villain among the, all the kids or anything like that. There's no, they're just at, at worst they're just bland. At best they're just kind of affably just goofy. But yeah, yeah. So now they're partying, I guess. <laughs> it's snacking on snacks where. All the dudes are just staring at Suzanne dancing. Suzanne doing the ass dance. I guess no I, one's seen a girl before. I don't understand. What was it in like Leon and Linnea Quigley's contract that if she's going to be in this movie, the only thing she could do is like to put, I have to dress like Princess Peach and just wiggle my ass. Of all the things you yeah. could have a human being do that to be seductive in a motion picture, just in a fucking lowly fucking dress, just wiggle your butt it's literally the only thing she does in this movie in terms of like it's just it's yeah. unappealing and i'm just like this is like <laughs> the least sexiest thing you can do in this movie anyway yeah so judy she's standing at a the buffet table and she puts <laughs> Dude, a lighter i mean they actually did put up some of the i guess they stole halloween decorations because they have do have like the hinged skeletons and they did create yeah. like a little buffet i'm like this is so weird this is not quite i don't think there's well, people anyone in this production has been actually been to an actual high school party <laughs> yeah no. and so that she puts she's Light something, I think, maybe, or, but she puts a lighter down on that table. They just—they're just setting up the fact that she has access to well, a lighter later. Yeah. Yeah, and then Angela comes over and it's like, "Be careful! I wouldn't leave that there if I were you. You wouldn't want to upset the spirits." And it's like, "Bitch, you put all this food, stolen what food, on the table." What are you doing? Like, yeah, we—if we're upset about. You think one lighter's one light? The the spirits here are gonna be like, "Well, you know, the food was. I was okay with the food, <laughs> but when that bitch put the lighter on the that table, totally that totally crossed the line. Yeah, that was the end of it for me. I couldn't do it. I couldn't handle it." They have a little bucket of cheese balls with a plastic skeleton sitting on top of it. What kind yeah. of, I mean, that's simultaneously the best party thing you can have, and also totally not a high school drunken party thing. Like, what the hell? No. Yeah, anyway. So anyhow, oh Suzanne's warming her ass in front of the fire with Max staring at it like a real dingus. Yeah. And then Fr Franny's like, motherfucker, I know it's the 80s and porn is relegated to being found in the woods. That's but the come on, thing. I'm right here. You've got like a you've got a horror star who's known she'll pretty much do anything in any horror movie you put her into. And like I always kind of wonder if the director just had a fetish for her just like being in that kind of dress and wiggling her ass cuz you think you could yes. do something more creative. <laughs> that yeah i'm pretty sure that's the yeah oh god oh i forgot then suddenly this movie turns into if you've got any kind of like flashing light sensitivity problems you're gonna have real well, issues with the rest of the scene yeah because helen pulls out a stroke a shitty strobe light and it's like <laughs> i found it in my mom's closet she was an acid head and everybody's like fuck yes strobe light now the party could start it is a well-known fact. Teenagers in the '80s loved strobe lights. Man, this show is like yeah, this is how boring the world was before the internet. Where like finding a strobe light in a closet will totally make your Saturday nights. And, yeah, like, I that's... went to Spencer's Gifts and found this. <laughs> that's the thing. It's not like they were that expensive or rare. Spencer's, yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god. And so, yeah, now they they, they really crank the music up. They all start Snoopy dancing all over the place. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah. Like, Jay's dancing with Judy, but then he sees Suzanne and is like, Eh, hey, I'll just wander away with her. Who are you trying to fuck here, dude? Yeah. So, oh, oh man, the music died. The batteries are dead or something. So now I guess it's time for party games. It's... Stooge goes, yeah, we can play post office. You could be the stamp. And I was like, ew, gross. <laughs> but they all laughed like, he's not a char. Yeah, he's he's yeah, charming. Yeah. He's not a garbage monster. So did all these characters know each other before this? I guess. I'm, I'm kind yeah, of, I maybe. Mean, yeah, like they don't seem to be close friends, but they seem to be putting up with each other's bullshit okay, though. Yeah. Yeah. So Angela says she was thinking about something more fitting for a holiday. And Sal quips, like what? Bobbing for apples with razor blades in it? And people laugh. That wasn't funny. That's just it an utterance. <laughs> it's just a thing Hilarious. you say. Like, hey, razor blades and apples. Razor blades Because it's 1988. What other reference about Halloween can you make? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Angela wants a seance. And Franny's like, like a past life seance, where they all look in the mirrors for a while and see their past <laughs> lives. That's her Angela whatever. impression now. It's just like, yeah, I love Apple. No, that was Fran. That's that was, Fran. That was okay, yeah. Franny, because she's the one who suggested a past life seance. Is Franny? Wait, which one's Franny then? That's the Asian girl. Oh, that's the Asian girl. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So they hear a growl and Stooge from another room, and Stooge forces Roger in there because he's sweaty and he don't want to go. And then Roger comes back all scared. And like, legitimately like, oh, you, you. scared. And you think yeah, something's happened. And no, it just turns no. out they found a mirror. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. I think that at least they were going to say they found a body in, like, they an old casket needed, or something. They needed the jump scare of him springing back into the room. Yeah, and that's one of the things. This movie does that often enough. You realize, okay, they're actually serious about these fake jump scares. Like, okay, mm -hmm. this is not going to be a scary movie. It's just going to be a stupid no. movie. Yeah. So... They all sit around and keep staring at the mirror for then Angela's like, we have to start and there talk goes black and then we'll see my past life. And then Roger's not helping. He's sitting by the fireplace. Fuck this noise. But then the mirror turns black and he says, like, motherfucker. And it just breaks their concentration and Angela's like, you asshole, we almost had it. But Helen sees a puppet head and a dead face. The most ah! puppet head. Is that... Is Helen the one in the toga outfit? Yes. She sees a face come crashing down, like, onto the glass surface. Because mm -hmm. that's what happens to her later, too. Yeah, I'm guessing that's supposed to be her face, it's, but... I mean, yeah, because, like, yeah, I think that's supposed to be a projection of her, her soon-to-be-happening death. But yeah. it's weird because they're saying that it's supposed to be, like, a vision of her past death. But it's actually her future death. And, well, I mean, mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter because it's, like, the fucking giant puppet monster shows up. It's not like they were... Uh, it's not like they were expecting the giant puppet monster to show up, so it's not like any of this is working right. But yeah, the fucking puppet—that's that's not like a one monster effect on the whole movie. Is that puppet head? Because they pretty much use the same footage of the puppet head floating in the darkness over the castle at the end when it gets destroyed. Not castle, I guess it's just a mansion or a funeral mm -hmm. parlor. What the fuck you want to call this place? It's like it's the most. It's not. It's got like these <laughs> horns that are kind of wiggling and not, not in a way they intended. Like it looks really ramshackle. It feels like Steve Johnson had been in the middle of making a puppet for something else, and like they ran out of time and budget, so they're like, 
okay, we have this one monster puppet. It's not done, we'll, but we'll just put it on camera, and maybe if we just don't <laughs> linger too much on it, no one will notice how just how fucking it's it's so abstract looking. Because even if they had started off, imagine if they had gotten like a cattle skull and built stuff on mm. top of that, that you would at least kind of look like kind of weird and kind of recognizable. This is just like a bunch of like white pipe cleaners duct taped together that's supposed to look <laughs> like a monster that's just kind of wiggling, and you're like, I guess that's supposed to be head. I guess maybe there's yeah. two eyes, but you don't even know what you're looking at really. But and that's the chief monster effect on the whole movie yeah yeah so. so then helen's like ah and screams <laughs> and that somehow her screaming knocks the mirror open and shatters Doesn't it knock it over and gently a stagehand gently lowers the mirror <laughs> onto its face so it won't actually yeah. break because i don't know if they just from a production perspective they were worried about glass flying in people's faces or they didn't actually want to break the mirror but like it falls over but it falls over the most it's not actually falling over it's like yeah it's one of the weirder staged things in the movie but uh you do see the like, there is broken glass that actually has quote-unquote broken but yeah yeah so that they, they all act like helen is just the worst color of bitch <laughs> what an asshole yeah. broke it Except Judy, who's like, oh, poor baby. There is actually a very nice shot where suddenly everyone crowds around the broken glass from the mirror. And mm -hmm. it's actually really cool because, like, it's... The camera's, like, facing all this... Uh, it's, it's essentially all the characters are, like, reflected in different shards of the broken mirror. And they did it in the way where, like, they just happen to place the camera right in a spot where there's not any broken glass so you don't see the reflection of the camera. But just from a technical perspective, it's really well done. And it's a shot yeah. that really doesn't call too much attention to itself until you... Although it does last long enough that if you're really kind of like... Like... Yeah, it looks like it should have been done optically, but it was all practical. Yeah, it's actually kind of one of the nicest visuals in the whole movie, but anyway. Yeah, so... Um... They hear a banging. Oh no, it's coming from the basement. Oh no, the furnace is down there. And then synth music tries to make it spooky. <laughs> we see the puppet head yeah. start to evil dead its way through the house, right into the middle of the group, where they all talk about how it smells like farts. And again, and it's just the puppet jokes head. about people's pants. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're trying the to spirit... do the poltergeist thing where like it gets yeah, suddenly the room gets cold, there's a stinky smell. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then the spirit <laughs> flies into Susan's mouth. I never expected possessed. a horror movie to use the word stinky as often as this movie does in like in one five minute chunk. It's so stinky. And then Angela's like, I don't like what is happening. All this, it says uh, demonic possession evidence is what's going on. And then says, so yeah, or cold air or Old Roger here could have had one too many beers and it blew a cold, stiff breeze right out of his butthole. And then everybody laughs. Ha ah. cold, stiff breeze out of his butthole is such a great phrasing, though. It's so weird. Oh, God. And it's and like, Roger's, like Roger's the least vivacious, fun guy in the group. I like that anyone oh, would he, think well, he would... Well, because he knows. <laughs> Well, he's like already Roger. freaking out. He's, he's just probably, standing in the corner. Roger's my favorite character in this yeah, movie. Yeah, because he's just he's laying on the whole, my dad was a preacher, and he told me not yeah. to mess with this kind of thing, which that's <laughs> kind says, of a black stereotype of Yeah, I'm fucking out of here. Fuck you all. I do like the fact that he's one of the few survivors. and I was almost hoping it, they would just let him leave. Just mm. just to, like, it'd be nice to see a movie actually reward someone who recognizes what's going on and just gets this bugs out. And yeah, that's not what happened, get, but we, we wouldn't get one of my two favorite lines in this whole movie if he did that. <laughs> okay. So, and we'll get there. Yeah. So, um, and then they smell roses, roses, multiple ghosts and, and it's this, never and explained. Angela's I guess like, it's... nah, this house isn't ghosts, it's demons. Demons are always farting up rose smells. I guess. This is so weird because 
this is the close. This is the most lore we ever get in the movie, and I do like because originally I thought that even though the movie's called Night of the Demons. Uh, they set up the movie about how like this, the the house is haunted because a bunch of uh, fam- bunch of family members killed each other, and I was like, well, that's not really the house of the night of the demons. That should be night of the ghosts because I, even I was thinking like there's a di- difference between demons and ghosts, and th- and this is the yeah. part where Angela she comes out and actually does specifically say yeah, this house is not haunted. It's not ghosts. It's actual demons. These are yeah. spirits who were from hell that never existed on earth or not that they were never mortal beings, but like they never. This never gets so... I mean, I guess you can just assume I mean, that what happens to this group is exactly what happened to this family like 50 years ago or whatever. But yeah. it's never explained. Like, why... Where are the demons from? Why are they doing this? Or, like, any kind of... Yeah, like, yeah I don't feel like you need that. Well, I... I, there could have been a fun chance for some fun lore. I mean, the, I mean mm. it's, if you're just... It's, I mean, it's just justification to have, a, like, a slasher horror movie. But at least even, like, this is the part of the movie where it starts really, like, lifting from the Evil Dead. And at least even the Evil Dead had, like, the Necrocomicon. Necrocomicon? What's it called? <laughs> I know. It's the Necrocomicon. Yeah, the Necrocomicon, where everyone just fucks dead <laughs> comic book characters. But there's at least a little bit of lore. And even here, things start getting a little messy, because obviously, like, the one first monster comes in and starts possessing... Uh, oh, it starts possessing Pink Lady. And then, Angela. but then suddenly there's a there seems to, yeah there, then there seems to be a second uh, demon that shows up that smells like roses, which is funny because that's more tied to sense stuff is tend is tied to poltergeist, not demon stuff. Just from all the mm. stupid fucking ghost book shit I've read. But like they never explain if, if there actually is a second demon in the house or anything like that. It just seems to be the one yeah. demon. It's just kind of confused. But like yeah, I they they could have had a chance for some. Especially because, like, none of the effects, demon effects in this movie are very good or interesting. They could have at least put it in some interesting lore about it. But no, it's all just generic, vague, hand-wavy stuff, which is kind of boring. And that's... I think that's, for me, that's one of the main main soft spots of the movie is the fact that, like, none of the uh, lore stuff is fleshed out at all. Maybe they go into the lore in uh, Night of the Demons 2 or 3. Oh, God. Maybe the novelization. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. The Charlie Brown and Snoopy Show will return after these messages. A full moon. A spooky, deserted mansion. Halloween night. All right, dudes! And it does. Let's party! Ten kids. All they want to do is raise a little hell. Now, as long as they live, they'll wonder what's gotten into them. Night of the Demons. Blessed be the sinners. For the Day of Atonement is at hand. I'm looking at me. Oh no! 
of the demons. Party till you drop. And now back to the Muppet Babies. So Stooge says, Ah, you can't believe this house is possessed. And Sal quips, Nah, it just repossessed. Great joke. (laughs) 10 out of 10. You nailed it. Mad Magazine quality comebacks, yeah. So Judy says, maybe Roger's right and we should all just leave. But Stooge says, eat a bowl of fuck. I am here to party. It's so I, sometimes I forget eatable. <laughs> sometimes I forget eatable of fuck and I need to put that back in my repertoire. Eatable of fuck. Because, you know what? <laughs> the movie also has a bunch of weird ADR bits, too, where, like, so you can tell that someone's totally, whatever lines are coming out of their mouth is not what they said on set. I almost wonder if that's one of those things where, like, yeah, maybe in the editing room they were like, oh, we could use a punchy laugh here, so maybe they ADR that in after the fact. I don't know. It's just, but he to pull a fuck. Just goes out of the blue. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh, Helen and Roger want to leave. Uh, so Suzanne is, who's now possessed, gives them the keys to Angela's car. It's like, what? You're not going anywhere. It's your party. So I guess the so demon's they... not worried about escaping if she's actually handing out keys to the car so no, people can leave. No, she knows that yeah. the demon knows that the gate's gone. So uh, they leave, and everybody wants to party. But Jay wants to explore with Judy. Maybe get some of that uh, stink on his hang down. And Max and Franny are going to look around, too. And Angela wants to go take a big, meaty dump. And she'll take Stooge for protection, because even though he's a big, fat pig, maybe she's in the mood for pork. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone leads on a Casio, and Suzanne kisses Angela, passing the demon STD on to her before leaving with Stooge. This is the other thing, so, like... It's not like the demon moves from one person to the other. It's just like... like it's, yeah, it is like an STD. It's not like there's yeah. one demon possessing multiple bodies... It's like, it is, don't though? Know. Don't try to like, think about that, it. That, well, that's one of the things, though, because even at the beginning, I, when I was like, okay, well, what, if this is more of a haunting thing, so, it's like, are these, like, well, the spirits little... of the dead family? Like, no, okay, but they're demons, so there There's... just has to be, like, 12 demons living in this house? I, I, I it's know. It's a 1988 I... horror movie. You can't think about that hard, because you'll start asking questions like, how can the demons not get into certain rooms even though the house can th- open and close doors at will? I know. That, that's the thing. I don't know. I just... It's, it's, it's like they obviously didn't have enough money for makeup effects or anything like that or like really interesting monster effects. But like I said, they could have had some kind of fun with the lore, but they didn't even do that, so it's all just kind of random happenings. And so one of the things mm. that they could have actually bolstered their own movie with like just by thinking out the lore a little bit more and coming up with fun, ex- clever excuses for why things are happening or... I don't know, but like it's just... Yeah, it's... Mm. Not, not a so, lot of thought put into this movie, at least in terms of like the, the, the like the, the background of what's what the monster stuff is, which is ah maybe I'm just being picky, but ah. probably. So Suzanne finds a bathroom and goes in with Stooge being like, I thought I thought we could go in together, party. Yeah, that's I kind of like the thing because like again because I thought Stooge would be kind of like this overbearing like wannabe date rapist, but I do love when like she goes to the bathroom, he's just like I I, I can't come in. So he's actually a nice guy. He respects boundaries. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Which is more than I expected from a big meathead character in a, in a late 80s horror film. Yeah. And then another jump scare is attempted. It doesn't work. What what happens? He, look, he like looks at some curtains and all of a sudden some wind goes whoosh and oh, he drops okay, his yeah. slag. That's... Yeah. Again, they, then, don't, they don't have much money for actual monsters. So they end up having to rely on these dumb jump scares. 
Elsewhere, Max tells another shitty story about how this land was fucked up even back before the white settlers came in. And yeah. like a local in, a local brave fucked up and lived here and he made a teepee out of his wife's guts and <laughs> ate his kid. It's so spoopy. And then it's after just... the story, Jay looks to, to the side like, huh? huh? Get out of here. And Max is like, well, time to be moosing down that old dusty trail. And he leaves with Franny. The and... old pussy trail. Mm-hmm. And then he molests Judy and is confused as to why she doesn't want to fuck in this gross, spooky, stinky hell house. God, yeah, there's no lights or anything? Like, there's no light, no mm-hmm. heat? Like, yeah! Spiders everywhere. Outside, Roger's looking for a gate with Helen, and they've gone around the house like three times, and it hasn't been there, and he's like, shut up, woman, it's here! <laughs> and, but then she vanishes, oh no, and then, then some disembodied voices are like, Roger, Roger, hey, Roger. Yeah. And he goes and hides in the car, locking himself in it. It's probably about the smartest thing he could do, I guess. I and mean, then, yeah, I mean, it's gotta be better than being inside the car, or inside the, yeah. the mansion. Yeah, so uh, elsewhere, Jane Judy are making out, but shockingly, she isn't into it. And he's like, oh, come on, cut the act. And saying, I know what you've done to this before. And she implies that she had sex with Sal, and she's like, I went out with him once. And then he perse- proceeds to say everything you can say to get a lady to not have sex I was with like, you. all it takes is once. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh my god. And then she's like, that's why you wanted to go out with me? And instead of saying, no, of course not. Yes! Oh, come on. I thought you wanted as much as I do. Do you not know how to lie? Yeah, just say yes. Yeah, don't. Yeah. (laughs) And then he, she's like, she pushes him off off her, and then he's like, fine, I'm out of here, nerd. I realize they're really making out, like, like, they're in, like, the mortuary room or something like that, where there's all kind of, like, vials and shit like that. Oh, it's like the medical examination room, which, yeah, yeah, on second. Every lady's urge to get it on in there. Yeah. And then she's locked in that room, intentionally or not, and... In the bathroom, Suzanne gets all face squashed and stretched in the mirror. And then the glass breaks and Stooge bursts in, finding nobody in there. The door slams behind him. Oh no! And he throws open. Oh no! And somebody falls asleep on a Casio keyboard. Oh no! Man, <laughs> <laughs> Things happen, I guess. Shoulder shrug? I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the main room, I hope you're ready to watch Angela dance for, for 20 next, minutes. Because that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Hey, Bill, she choreographed it herself. Oh, you mean on the fly? She just randomly <laughs> had a spasm in front of the camera for an afternoon. It's it's to the song about stigmata. It's terrible. Oh god, it does go like, and it starts off. It's supposed to be kind of sexy, but it's not. And it's just she has she looks like Gozer the Gozerian, like on her wedding night. And I I wonder if they actually hired. I wonder if the uh, actress is actually a dancer. Yeah, think, she she was. I mean, because it gets out, she actually does some like kind of like I don't know if the, you're the, you're actually the professional dancer. She'd know better than I do. But like, there's a couple moves I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. But like, yeah, she's fine. But I mean, more, I mean, to the point where I was like, okay, maybe she is some kind of a dancer. Maybe she, maybe she could just be a pole dancer for all I know. But like, uh, but they also gave on. her a song that's impossible to dance to. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah that, the music's terrible, and she's just writhing around. It's just it's. I guess this is supposed yeah. to be the centerpiece of the movies, this interpretive dance that she does, but it's just dumb and yeah. boring. It freaks Sal out, because yeah. he's still there, and he backs up, and well, the strobe light's going off, and then Stooge comes in, and he dances with her, and Sal leaves, because he's like, fuck this noise. And then Angela's like, hey, kiss me. And then the camera spins around him for a couple minutes, as she bites his tongue off. They do that a couple times. The devil! 
I wait, whose tongue is it? Oh yeah, it's 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 Stooge's tongue that Stooge, gets bit. Yeah. Which I thought that was kind of I, I I think I mentioned this before, but I'm always I'm always down with injuries in a movie that's not inherently lethal, but enough to fuck mm. you up. So even if you escape the situation, you're gonna have permanent lasting damage. And like getting your tongue bit off, that's one of those things where like even if you get out of this, you're still gonna be kind of fucked for life. But yeah. Yeah. So Sal finds Suzanne, who's drawing lipstick all over her face. And I just can't <laughs> seem to get it right. And that's exactly how she taught that, that. She totally has that, <laughs> that fucking valley girl. Like, yeah, the, the bad, the mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's drawing so like Sal's, a big heart on her face. Yeah. Sal's like, you chicks are weird. I'm going home now. Yeah. And she says, you are home, Sal. And he's he says, what have I, uh, top of. Let's see. Top three lines, I guess. He says, hey, I don't live in a dump like this. I live in a nice place with plastic slipcovers on the furniture. <laughs> oh, it's, that is nice. totally such like an Italian stereotype of someone someone who's got a little bit of money, but they're also cheap and weird and have all that plastic shit all over their couches. Like, he's like <laughs> yeah. you can totally, like, his mom is like one of the moms from, like, Goodfellas or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, um, it's a better joke than all the jokes they actually wrote. Yeah, it's, it's it's evocative of a very specific kind of person from a very specific kind of family. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know if those plastic slip covers still exist. I know, because that I is I feel like sh- they were kind of a joke in the 80s That's, and 90s. That's, yeah. It's, I don't think they exist anymore. You would hope that they have advanced uh, furniture technology to the point that they don't, like, people, even the people who think they need plastic slip covers have been convinced they actually do not. I never understood that, because, like, as a kid, I would go to some people's houses, or like, especially their grandparents or something like that, mm. and you'd be sitting on a couch and have the plastic slip cover, and you're like, <laughs> this is not comfortable. You've, you've essentially never, you're, you're a couch is still factory wrapped like how is this comfortable at all i get like don't you love my couch it's the most comfortable fabric i've ever touched can we sit on it no you sit on the plastic sit on the plastic and i i get the i i I, I, are you wearing shorts prepare prepare to have your leg skin ripped off when you you stand back up you can never use any of the furniture when if it's ever over 70 degrees or if you've got shorts on like i appreciate (laughs) like you don't want to like you don't want to you don't want to stay in your furniture but at what cost you've made your furniture unusable yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway. Titties. So then he leaves, and some seventh guest music plays, <laughs> and and she acts. She. I mean, and, this is Linnea quickly toward the force. And she she rips her top open, showing off her boobies for reasons. That's this. And that scene ends. Yeah, that's her money maker, I guess. Mm-hmm. Money makers. Yeah. And then Max and Franny find a room with a bunch of coffins, so they'll have sex in one. Cool. Yay, that's a good... And then back back with Suzanne, she starts drawing lipstick <laughs> on her titty as the camera pushes in, and she just slowly circles her nipple, and then she pushes the lipstick into her nipple. It's... Can't say anybody would see that one coming. <laughs> Again, I don't know what that has to do with demon possession or anything. I d- so, Bill, walk me through your reaction to that scene. <laughs> I said, again, I was like, okay, well, this is the thing. I, get, I was like, well, I guess the, if you're going to pay a lady to be naked in your movie, I guess your way to, like, maximize that is just to have her just randomly on her drawn or doned tits for no reason. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, that's that's one way to draw out the fact that she's topless. And then, then, then she pushes in her own nipple. I was like, wait, what? That's not like, again, it's not like, that's something you would uh, associate with a haunting or a possession. It's just a random weird thing that happens. And I almost like wondered, did they have like a fake pair of fake tits laying around? They're like, well, 
Did you did you have to look around to the room to see if anybody else saw it, or you if you were imagining it? Well, I was. I had drank a half a bottle of wine by that point, and I was like, did I? I was like, this is a sexual fetish that I think I'm projecting into the film. So I don't think it's me. I think it's the movie fucking with me. But yeah, well, especially too, because it doesn't like go into her nipple, nipple. It goes into her like areola below the nipple and gets swallowed up. And I'm almost surprised the movie didn't add like a sound effect. Yeah. Um, but it is just the most random. Well, now she doesn't have any lipstick left. And she, we, yeah. She, we see how much she loves to draw with the lipstick, so now what's she going to do? Yeah, uh. well, Jay comes in, and missing that, just right after that moment. And he's like, cool paint job, me help. Yeah. And then she starts to undo his pants, and he's like, okay, good. And then Sal goes up and tells Angela, hey, I'm out of here. And she says, oh, I was just warming my hands in the fire. And she holds oh, up her yeah. hands and they're on fire. Oh, And boy. she got burnt hot dog fingers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the movie he, does the whole he, kind of crash zoom thing on Sal's mm-hmm. face. Yeah. He freaks out and tries to leave. But, oh, no, the doors is locked. So he runs off into the house as she laughs. And outside, Roger's still locked is in the car, sleeping Angela, the night away. Mm. Angela's not really all that threatening. She's just a goth girl. Nah. That, Sal could just punch her head off. Like. And Angela is very much, uh, I say this as somebody who is homeschooled, she's very much the weird homeschooled kids that you'd see out at like the local library just sitting in the corner. Which does not, not make for an interesting anything. horror film. I mean, she no. essentially becomes the bo- boss villain for the rest I mean, of the film. I mean, I guess she's the weird kid in a history class. Yeah, but it's not like she's, she's the like weird, physically the weird... imposing or anything. The weird drama kid that would show up with her own outfit she made at <laughs> exactly, home. Exactly, yeah. Oh my god. I feel bad for homeschooled kids a little bit. No. Hey. Partially, some of us I'm, are fine. Part, I'm a little Some of us are fucking weirdos. Oh, you, you were homeschooled? I forgot about that. Yeah, I just said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said as a homeschooled kid. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm too like, busy watching the mayhem in the film. Um, some of us are fine, and some of us are. Just like any school. Well, some of us are freaks. Let's put this way. You're normally social enough. I never would have suspected that you were homeschooled. So, yeah, yeah, but that's the same. You get the like the awkward homeschooled type kids that go to public schools. It's just it's yeah. It just they happens. turn out to be like Martin it's, princes or. I think a lot of the times it's also those kids are the ones that get bullied really bad at school, and so the parents are like, "Nah, I'm not gonna have a kid deal with that. I'll just pull them out and teach them myself." Yeah. And then that kid just stays awkward. Forever. And also, sometimes you get the fucking weirdo religious people that teach their kids oh, at home. God, because yeah, they have to. I've s- known teach a couple kid groups on of those. Island, Ooh, yeah. Boy, howdy, those <sighs> ones are the special ones. But anyhow, uh, her hands are on fire, and he runs <laughs> off. Just, just <laughs> shit and cannolis on the way. Susan hot dog fingers, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. um... Outside, Roger's still locked in the car, sleeping the night away, and he's woken up by a jolt of the car being shook, and he says, So, dude, only a fat slob like you could shake this car so much, but Kerblamzos! A dead gelatin head lands on the window, all bloody and I guess and it's Helen, and it's never yeah. explained. I, guess, I don't know if she was killed no. before this or what, but she's dead now. Yeah. Yep, he screams a bunch and gets the fuck out of there. I guess and the demons then... don't have much to do. I, that's the one thing they do to fuck with. Roger, after he's left the house, I guess, and that that's it for the rest of the movie. We see him just like like, like crawling at the. He does come back in later to help out. What's her face? Oh, he, no, like, he is. He spends the rest of the movie trying to get away, and I appreciate justifiably that about him. so. Yeah. So uh, elsewhere, Suzanne takes off her under things, and while not totally 
Night of the or Return of the Living Dead, uh, Shaven Glory. Uh, it's also not full '80s Bush Glory either. Uh, uh, at least this movie had the balls just to say, "Okay, we can have her take her panties off, and we'll just show what's between mm-hmm. her legs." <laughs> yeah. We're not gonna make her put on a weird doll pubic prosthesis thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you can tell she... she's an actual organic human female. Yeah. Yep, she squats on top of Jay, and they have sex. But then she's like, hey, "Don't look at me!" And then she look, she turns into the dead, the devil, and she says, "Don't look at me!" <laughs> and then she uses her thumbs to gouge his eyes out. Yeah, that's a nice effect. Is a pretty damn good at special effect. Yeah, it I does guess, that nice um, popping, like like when you jam your fingers into a like a like a little thing of barbecue sauce from the fast food mm-hmm. restaurant, like a cup pop. Yeah. I guess the director had a lot of problems with Steve Johnson because he wanted to make everything good. So his his he was like constant. His actors were constantly showing up to late to set because they would be in the makeup chair for like three hours too long. So he made I could see that being a problem. Uh, Although that, that he means made, he scheduled yeah, he, them to show up three hours earlier. Yeah. So he made a deal with uh, uh, Steve that uh, Steve O. He would he would take set time at the end of the film and make sure this shot in the very last special effect in the film got like the special attention and special okay. and take as long That's as it I think those are the shot. two shots you'd really let give them the free reign to go nuts with yeah I mean this is a really good head yeah, yeah, the yeah. eyeballs get stuck out of it doesn't have that weird like uh 80s special effect um slimy skin tone that so many because yeah because have. I think some uh some creature makers would go overzealous in the idea that like you don't want that, that that flat plastic look, so they would put, yeah. like, KY jelly on the thing to kind of give it a little more... Kind of make it look like the skin is sweating, but that's the, all you yeah. create is, like, a glossy plastic look. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, so... But it's still, yeah, I, I kind of wonder if that's, like... Yeah, scratch that up to Steve Johnson, like, early use of, like, gelatins and stuff like that with, like, more realistic skin textures. And, and like, even when, like, uh, his one eye pops and there's, like, white viscous stuff, it's totally, like, like, yeah, it's kind of like the white, the white of the eye exploding, which I thought was kind of a nice touch, too. It's not just, like, his eyes explode in blood, but there's, like, yeah, the, I forgot what the white, the white, white goo in the eye is called, but, yeah. It's, it's like, if you try to, if you try to smash a Cadbury cream egg in your hand. Yeah, there you go. It's just like that. Anyway, shut up, Bill. So Jay screams, ow, and then uh, no! Franny asks, what was that with her gravity-defined Asian boobies? Oh, yeah. I just, I, I, I'm assuming those are fake tits. I don't know what's going on. Ah, they gotta be for being that round. Yeah, that, well, that's, I think that's the thing that's probably the biggest giveaway, because even if you don't see how unnaturally they move, but when tits look like cartoon tits, yeah. Yeah. And Max says, just some party games. And she's, then she says, oh, Maxie, I don't bend that way, even though she's not trying to bend anyway. No! And they're like... <laughs> <laughs> and he complained, oh, I made more sense of the my script. brother's VW. Yeah. And then Devil Stooge comes in and breaks her neck. Stay crap. I guess I guess they needed the line, I don't bend that way. So then it's... Uh, oh, and it's a uh, walka, 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 yeah. And then he slams the coffin door closed on Max over and over till his arm done they pop right off. Roger's sweating, sneaking around the house. Oh, shit. Angela says, welcome back. And he runs. (laughs) He runs right into Sal and is like, move, motherfucker, and shoves him out of the way, because fuck that noise. Then Sal follows him and says, don't worry about it. We're going to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the devil stooge tries to get in the room that Judy's locked in, but it can't, because... The house forgot it can open its own doors. Yeah. And, and then, but then he hears Sal talking and leaves, and then they go up to the door, 
and they hear her. The whole... Sal kicks it open. Yeah. And then the movie tries to do a jump scare of her lunging in the Sal's arms. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, guys. Not every scene needs a jump, jump scare in it. Yeah. And so... I feel bad. I don't have much to say, because the whole rest of the movie is just, like, little chase vignettes. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, oh, my notes slow way down. Yeah. So, um... Uh... Roger sees Angela floating down the hall, and he just, he silently runs away. He's not like, guys, run! Do, he yeah. just fucking pieces out. Fuck. I, I I really feel like they missed an opportunity where he's, he should have said at some point, fuck these white people. <laughs> or fuck these honkies and left. Yeah. So, she's floating down the hall, and Judy sees her and falls over, and then Sal's like, get up, get up, run, and she says, I can't, I can't, and then she can. Yeah. And then, <laughs> With an asshole. That's, it's, 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 it's like they're trying to cram every kind of, like, uh, fucking chase stereotype into this movie at this point, but not in, like, a good, fun, yeah. campy way, but just, like, well, we need something to pad out the last half hour of the film, so we're just gonna have characters, like, doors can sometimes work, sometimes they do, yeah. sometimes locks work, sometimes they don't, sometimes characters yeah, can get up and run, it's just like a bunch ha- of... Haunted house and that's, movie, and so... that's, and that's kind of disappointing thing because like this movie started off with such kind of crazy fun punk rock energy and now it just kind of turns into and like i said the monsters are kind of like they couldn't decide whether or not they're are they demons are they zombies they're kind of both like there's no yeah. like this is the point of the movie where like any kind of logic or real like momentum kind of breaks down and the movie just turns into a gush of just random well yeah i feel like stereotypes they, and tropes yeah they kill all the characters that they kill in such a small window yeah. they could have spread them out more and, and had more stuff the, the the effects for some of the deaths are kind of interesting but what they turn into mm-hmm. like they just kind of turn into like like zombies walking around like like tinkerbell and fucking guy with his arm ripped off they just kind of get up and tr- they're just walking around just like with the guy oh well, the guy's just has a missing arm and tinkerbell's face isn't messed up because she broke her neck but it's not really yeah, interesting or they, scary hey, it's hey, just hey bill they do take the time to put their clothes back on. <laughs> I do, and I actually noticed that like Angela's like standing next to their. Oh yeah, because they actually get up there naked when they get up out of the coffin. But like yeah, so yeah. I guess I don't know. <laughs> so I guess Tinkerbell helped. What's his face put his shirt back on, even though he's only guess, got one arm. Yeah. I guess yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So they hide it in a room, and outside Angela's walking around. <laughs> and then Cell finds a window, and he says, "There's no boards on it." Okay, and then. But then the light comes on, and Suzanne's sitting there with dead Jay on his la- on, in her lap. Oh, he's all guys' eyeballs all busted open, and she says, How about an orgy? I'm sure if we try, we can get Jay hard again. Uh-huh. And then, and then Sal's all, Run, Judy! And he, she gets punched and knocked out the window. And she, oh, Judy, yeah. runs. And then Suzanne is, goes up to the doorframe and is all, Run, Judy, run! See Judy run. Yeah, that joke worked since it's actually Dick and Jane, not Dick and Judy. Great, yeah. nice. And it's also just not Perfect. like it's not it's not interesting. Like no. Again, it, it feels like this part. It, you this know is what? The part of the movie where the, hey, the creators really hey, ran out of ideas. What they could have done, she could have been holding like uh, old Jay in her arms, and when she said "See Judy run," oh, he ain't got eyes, no eyes. Yeah. They could have done that. That would that would have made more sense than that just standing been, there that's, posing. That's what I'm saying. Like, like you just coming up with that like on a whim is more interesting than anything that happens for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, there's one more thing that interesting that happens in this movie, which is my favorite part. Cell, but we'll get there. We already got the cells dead because he th- got thrown out. No. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, no. No. Okay. No. No. So, uh, now the house can control the doors because they all open and slam shut because Evil Dead did it. Mm-hmm. And, um, one opens and 
she's like, that seems like a good room to run in. So she does that. That's not and a trap finds, in any possible way. Yeah. She finds Max's arms, which grabs her leg, and then she screams a bunch, and Max and Franny sit up, and they're all, and she run away from them. Mm-hmm. She run more, with fl- fart music blasting <laughs> into our ear holes. She goes upstairs, the safest place you can go in a house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then have, we really, walks, have we gotten past the point where, like, Roger gets knocked out of a window and he acts like it's a miracle that he survived even though he's on the first no, floor? No, 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 no. Look at there. Look at there. Hold Wait, on. Wait, is that supposed to be a stunt? Yeah. So, um... God. Sal wakes up in an air shaft. Yeah, I notice he's got a fucking pinky ring on. Oh, he does? And, no. Yeah. And fucking says, Guido Sarducci. He starts climbing out and he says... Thank heavens for water pipes. <laughs> Which okay. is the most? It's. I think it's again. It's a totally ADR line because I guess the the filmmakers they 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 needed to make sure that you knew like what he was climbing on was. We could just assume it's just a house with stuff. You don't have to have to have him just say, "Oh, I'm glad this." You don't need to just for him to describe the pipe that he's cl- <laughs> yeah. climbing on. You can just assume it's okay. It's a pipe. It's a house. It's the whole thing. It has stuff. But it's so weird. Like they thought yeah. that needed clarification. But yeah. Yeah, so Judy slowly uh, walks around, I guess, building tension. I guess, yeah. Then she sees Roger outside a window, looking all sweaty and scared. And he's behind some bars, but then, oh no, Stooge comes out from into frame and... <laughs> her. And she runs. She runs into Suzanne. <laughs> her. More running, up to the attic, where she certainly won't be cornered. Yeah. And then she walks around a bunch, and um, onto a roof where it's a long way down, uh, but inside, Stooge is now in the attic looking for her. And then Roger's on the lower floor. He's like, come over here, come on, look out, oh no! And then Angela's there, and she says, do you enjoy the view? And then Sal saves her, yay, Sal. But then they wrestle, oh no, they fall off, they tumble off, and he lands on a That's, yeah, pole, okay. a stake, something, punctures his sternum, so he dead. I saw making of stuff about this movie, and they were talking about the the the, the Sal is completely redeemed by self sacrifice in order to save what's her face from Angela, sure. and I was like, that seemed more like an accident than him like realizing, okay, I'm gonna die, but I'm gonna save Alice in Wonderland. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it sucks. He, he was one of the more amusing characters, but yeah, yeah. So, they make um, it sound like he like it was like this huge like moment of self sacrifice. They're like where it's like yeah. the movie slows down. There's like epic music and sad. Yeah. So Judy's now hanging on the edge of the roof and and she needs to work her way over to where Roger is on a little outcropping. Yeah, because there's like a divider and, or something like that. So she gradually like, kind of climbs over. And... I can't do it. <laughs> the movie really tries to milk this for all the drama it's worth, but it's not worth much. No. Yeah, because she eventually like lets go, but then like Roger kind of half catches her, mm-hmm. so she only kind of sort of breaks her ankles. I guess I don't know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. And this dude jumps down after him because he's up there now, and uh, they run, but they run right into Angela, who's just don't tell me you're leaving. Sal wanted to go, but he decided to stick around. Get it? Wow. He got impaled. God, it's so fucking you bad. You see what I did oh, there? And then they have the thing Isn't where it clever? <laughs> we see that Sal, the stick he landed on, was in front of a gravestone that now says, like, Sal Romero, born. Mm-hmm. It was actually born exactly, uh, almost exactly, uh, f- uh, four years and 364 days before I was born, because he was born mm-hmm. on December 6th, 1970. I was born on mm-hmm. December 5th, 1975. Yeah, so, But that's when I realized... It. 
I was like, okay, they, I guess these are all supposed to be teenagers, I guess, but because yeah, if, if this I takes guess. place in 1988, but yeah, but yeah, fucking, I, again, looking up some other making of stuff about this movie, I've seen some people talk about, like, Angela's a Freddy Krueger caliber villain in this movie. Like, no, Angela's terrible! Like, yeah. I know that Freddy Krueger was known for shitty lines like this, but that was only after Freddy Krueger got really tired and sweaty. And, like, yeah. Angela's not even that interesting. It's just, like, the most laziest double entendres and stuff that she's saying, but it's just, like... And, again, she's not physically imposing. And, again, there's you don't even know what, like, what kind of monster she's being possessed by. It's just the most random, just, just like, fucking generic horror shit that's happening in this movie at this point now. But, anyway. Yeah. So, Roger and, uh... Judy, run in the dark because it's fun to watch a movie where you can't see half the screen. Yeah, but not so they run good, all the way. Not, the... But not in a good, creepy no. dark way. But just because no. it's just badly put together. So they run all the way to the basement where they close a big metal door and then they laugh, cry. Yeah, and she tells Roger they're gonna get out of there. And oh look, there's a door because I guess it's Ditsy Broad doesn't know usually what a furnace looks like. Doesn't realize that usually when there's you when you go into a basement, you find a giant like vault door mm-hmm. that obviously only closes from the outside. That's usually not a path to somewhere else. That's usually a vault or a furnace, and that's exactly yeah. It's a yeah. I'll let you describe so, what yeah. So so he says. Uh, she wants to open it, and he says, Roger, he's a, let's play, pray first. My daddy taught me pray real good. And she's like, I've been praying all night. Okay, well, boo to you. Well, obviously it's working, so, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking so, Christ. So she opens the door and finds a skull. Shocking. Oh, yeah. uh, it's boopy. Well, it's a dust she covered in ashes, it. and that's when she realizes yeah. it's, it's a, it's a fucking oven. Like, it's a furnace. And then the devils are outside the door. Oh no! Oh, no. Rogers they tells can't open them, up this simple wooden lock. Yeah. Go to hell, and they say, "No, not tonight, Roger." And then she figures out that they can't. She's like, "Oh my gosh, the writing of this part." <laughs> Oofa doofa. This is the yeah. This is the exposition she, we get. Did yeah. you notice this exposition she gives? How terribly written it is, Bill. Yeah. No, because it's the way she says it. She's like, "Tonight. That means to be gone in the morning." Didn't they say that? Remember when they said that thing about that stuff? Remember, Roger? Didn't they? The stuff when the thing happens? Remember? Didn't they? Uh, Remember? All this plot track we laid down earlier in the film? She keeps saying remember and didn't they? Yeah. And they said that? Oh, it's so That goes to how how badly written this movie is. And again, if this (coughs) movie... If this movie had ever embraced... I'm choking on my own rage. <laughs> what episode? Oh, anyway. I want to think about The Simpsons more. I want to think about this movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. But, like, that's one of the things about this movie where, like, if they embraced the punk rock nature of what they were kind of setting up at the beginning and not really worried about the plot too much, that, that would have been fine. But now that the movie slowed down, all logic just kind of flown out the window, now they suddenly want to rest on, like, this exposition they had set up earlier in the film to get paid off here. And it's just kind of yeah. like, what? Okay. And, like, like any horror movie seems to work on the idea if you could just survive till dawn, you'll be okay. So I don't know why that's so yeah. suddenly a big revelation here, but, yeah. So... I do like oh, when shit. she pulls the skeleton, the the skull out of the like it's covered in ash inside the oven. I thought that was kind of a cool image, and the kind of the horrifying realization where exactly where she's at was kind of fucked up. But they never really do anything with that. That's she just no. closes the furnace and that's it. And she's like, oh no no, yeah. the furnace becomes a big thing. Well, hold on, what now. am I talking about? Yeah. So that lasts to dawn. But ah shit, the hinges are coming off the door, so the the, the devils outside can burst it down. Yeah. But then Judy gets an idea. She'll use her Hulk strength <laughs> to open the furnace and pull a 
threaded rock pipe out of a wall with her bare hands. This is not how gas piping works. And then she just pulls the pipe about, you know, 10 the feet pipe out, magically straight out. grows by 10 yep. feet without breaking or uh, and it's still i guess the, the house is still getting gas from the, hey, the Bill, gas company remember that lighter from earlier oh no she Welcome. pulls it out and she tries to light it and the monsters burst in and she lights it and whoosh they go up in flames and run away because if there's one thing things that live in hell hate it's fire <laughs> And it's just the two monsters, even though there's like a dozen zombies living in the house now. It's just the two. Yeah. I guess I guess Angela and and Scooter, or what's his name? Scooter, fat guy, pig guy. I guess they're the boss demons. I guess. Because yeah. I don't. Yeah. You, you think this would be scarier for like all the zombies, all the demons in the house were like ganging up on the. Ah, it's, it's random. Ah, so they didn't have enough, uh, like protective fire suits to like pretend to light up the whole castle <laughs> fire. They just yeah. had two. So. so so then Judy's like, Roger, turn the gas off the valve, the valve. <laughs> so he turns the valve off, and he sits there, and then a spooky skeleton pats him on the shoulder and says, good work, Roger, you did it. And he's, uh, he fucking bolts, just leaves her behind. Yeah. And she finds him at the front door, and he's like, we can't get out. And then he sees Jay behind her and just fucking bolts again. <laughs> He's in it for himself, and I can respect exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. He and abandons her at every turn. Oh, and this I is, love is this it. the thing where he throws himself. It's not even. Hold a, on, hold on, yeah, hold okay. on, Bill. Hold on. <laughs> give me, give me some time here. Okay, so, yeah. Angela's like, "What's wrong?" Or Angela's there with with Jay, and like, "What wrong, Judy? Don't you like your blind date?" <laughs> <laughs> so Fair now she runs to the main room. Where her and Roger get surrounded by monsters slowly approaching them, and one of the greatest moments in cinema happens. <laughs> Roger says, "You won't get me," and runs and throws himself out a window, landing outside. It is beautiful. It makes me laugh every he time. I love it. Throws himself out a window, <laughs> and like he, he, it's a collectively a fall of about a foot and a half. He lands on his uh -huh. back, and then he looks up and he's like, "I'm alive!" Like he can't believe he made that jump through the window. And then yeah. he gets up and he runs, and like yeah, both he and uh, well, Judy's shocked that he left. I'm, but fuck that. Yeah. So, uh, she goes outside oh and joins them, and they run, and they find some barbed wire on the fence. This is actually kind of gruesome. The other side. Yeah. And they start to climb it, and just grab where the barbed, barbs aren't. Because <laughs> the barbs aren't that close to get. I mean, I know they're in a panic, and they don't have time to sit yeah. down and, like, but, yeah. It, but what, Roger makes it to the top, and Judy starts to climb, but, oh, no, Stu just come out and kind of grabs her, sort of, and then she... Tangs there. The other devils come out and grab at this her. This is all staged Roger, very clumsily. Yeah. Yeah. Roger falls down on the other side of the fence, so he's safe, and he covers his ears, not wanting to listen to her screams. But then, do 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 do, his hand comes down. He's back on top, and he says, "Climb, girl, climb!" And now, even and though they, Roger couldn't pull her up when she was just being grabbed by Scooter, now suddenly, mm -hmm. now when she's being grabbed by okay, everyone, all, yeah, all the other demons come out to her. Yeah, now Roger has the Herculean strength to pull her out of the grasp of everyone. Mm -hmm. Well, to be fair, they're not grabbing that hard. And it's not like the one-armed guy is pulling that hard either. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so the sun comes up, and all the monsters turn into fart gas. A big, dumb puppet face God, screams yeah, that is... and gets sucked into a void. And by sucked into, they have like an image of the puppet. 
mm -hmm. looks like it's being reflected in the back of like a mylar like fucking happy birthday balloon and then they just twist the balloon a little bit so like the image gets yeah. warped <laughs> that's a good and that's like there's it. no yeah. sound effect or like flash of light or anything like that it just like it just disappears and that's that's the end of the threat that's it that's and it's like really that's there are episodes of the scary. real Ghostbusters that are scarier than this gun. And again, episodes of the real Ghostbusters not only scarier than this, but like the stakes are more defined and like mm. actually make more sense than this does. But yeah. So the sun rises and they win. And they walk home in a daze. Have the they streets of have the they town. really won? They have to live in the shitty yeah. town with all these shitty stupid people <laughs> and you know. And they they walk past the old man from the start of the movie, and he's upset that those two were out all night. But he's happy about it, because, ah, they'll rot in hell. <laughs> so he goes inside, where his wife says, good morning, dear. And he's like, yeah, what's so good about it? And then she gives him pie coffee, and, uh, and she asks, is the pie good? And he says, nah, it's okay. And she says, you used to love my homemade pie. She made it last night. They had so few trick-or-treaters, she had to use the leftover apples for something. And he says, <laughs> And razor blades burst out of his neck. This is all over bloody everywhere. Oh, shit. <laughs> then she comes over, kisses his head, and says, Happy Halloween, dear. And he lifts his head up and says, That was last night. It's not Halloween anymore, you ditzy broad. And he dies. And a movie. A terrible, like... Transformers quality <laughs> song at the end. It is really rocking out, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's Night of the Demons. It has some real choice moments. It's kind of a movie you put on, in a, on like during a Halloween party in the background. Yeah, it, it's it's just good to have as noise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just because but, it yeah. is just random imagery and stuff like that. But if you're sitting or, down to watch it, it, it by, on its own devices, oof. It'd probably be better to watch with a group, I think. Yeah, it's, well, especially if or you have you another kind of is if you have people to distract you and you can enter, be entertained by. Yeah, exactly. And you can all kind of make fun of the movie all together, kind of mystery science theater three thousand style a little bit. But yeah, just watching it by yourself for like just uh, entertainment value, or, like uh, at face value, it's just. Yeah, and like so I, my big bugaboo is the fact that like yeah, the, like the, what the demons are or how they got there, or, like any rules about how the demons work. There's nothing like that in the movie, and I that's my, my, my one of my, what's it, picadillos, uh, is a term that I heard on a couple podcasts this week, uh, I guess that's one of my picadillos, is, yeah, just the lore of the monsters isn't set up very clearly, so when things start to happen, like, the, the everything that happens seems to be completely random, there's no sense of stakes or anything like that, um, but, You know yeah, what I can guarantee, the... though, Bell? Yeah? I can guarantee this is... Even though I haven't seen it, better than the 2009 remake they tried to do it with Shannon, Shannon Elizabeth as Angela. Oh, uh, they actually, it's even the same characters and everything like that. I saw Eddie Furlong's in that. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm glad to see he got a paycheck eventually, I guess. But yeah. Mm he -hmm. was terrible in Terminator 2. I always, it's one of my pet peeves about Terminator 2 is the, the kid playing John Connor is so fucking awful. Hey, there's a bit the bear. Douchebag. Yeah, that was. Oh. That was that movie. It's I. It's fine. Oh, enough. dipshit! For, you called it, moi a dipshit. Fuck that kid. Anyway, I'm sorry. It's it's no, it's fine. It's it's uh, yeah, it's more 1980s cheese. I don't regret it's, having it's seen it. I mean, it's actually no. I'm glad. Like I, again, to see someone essentially try to make a live action of a maniac mansion plus Evil Dead is interesting. It's an interesting proposition. I'm glad to have seen it just to check it off my list. But mm -hmm. yeah, um, it's a little disappointing what they could have done because like that, that formula, Mani Maniac Mansion versus Evil Dead, 
you could do a lot with that, but they didn't even like. I, mean, I could even see like they didn't have that much of a makeup of uh, a budget or anything like that. But even then, like they kind of waste. They're kind of setting up some pretty fun characters at the beginning, but then they all just turn into mindless zombies, and there's just kind of I don't know. A little disappointing how yeah. it just kind of falls apart in the second half of the film. Yeah, uh, and like the, the the deaths could have been better, but whatever, you know. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's, it's ninety minutes. That it could have been longer. Could have been worse. So yeah, it's definitely yeah, not the way. Again, better true. than Victor Victoria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all I could say. Uh, fucking Night of the Night of the Demons, still better than Victor Victoria. Uh, yeah. It's still better than the. I'm trying to think. There's still a thousand Oscar-winning movies that this movie is better than. So it gets like Victor this Victoria would have been more interesting with an eye gouging scene. Uh, with an eye, yeah. Uh, the way you came over the the Discord while recording, it sounded like you said thigh gap. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at my other monitor, so my head was turned. Oh, God. So everything's better with hey, a thigh Bill. gap. Oh. Speaking of thigh gaps, what are we doing next time? Speaking of maniac, <laughs> exactly. Speaking of maniac mansion, uh, next mm-hmm. week's going to be a little bit of oh, experiments. Right. Uh, I decided. <laughs> I got to start playing that shit. I know exactly. Yeah, I was thinking about that last night too, because uh, I was the the whole point of me doing this is like, okay, I'll give us a couple weeks to play all these games. Uh, but yeah, well, you had a busy week. You had some personal shit going on. I have no excuse. Uh, but yeah, what we're going to do, we're just going to do a potpourri of just, we're going to play all the spooky NES games that are out there. Um, I forgot what the list is, but it's going to be, uh, just everything that you can think of kind of, there's like, it's going to be like six or seven or eight games. It's going to be like Maniac Mansion, yeah. Friday the 13th. I've beaten some of them already. That's the so. thing. I've played, I don't think I... I can't remember, have I beaten Maniac Mansion? I've I remember back in the day, I've never really actually played much of Friday the thirteenth. Um oh, why would you? I remember God, I should have had the list drawn up uh of the games. Do I have it? Oh no, I have it right here. Uh Friday the thirteenth, Mad Monster Party. Uh I found a, a localized version of Sweet Home. Which I'm kinda curious to That's a that's a lot. That's a time investment. Yeah, well, that, but I can just fire it. Like, none of these games we're going to be trying to beat or anything like that. But, like, this yeah. is an excuse just to just to fiddle around with a bunch of uh, horror NES games I've, 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 I've always heard about but never really had the justification to really try to play for more than 10 minutes at a time. And so, mm. yeah, we're not promising that we're going to come back having beaten any of these. But just, just to have, like... Yeah, maybe just like maybe 15 minutes per game just to uh, have them fucked around with. Yeah, Shadowgate, Maniac Mansion, Fester's Quest. Uh, I did find <laughs> there's they, somebody made a great. I mean, this is actually a game that came out. This is not like a fan made game, but uh, someone did like a prequel to Splatterhouse on the NES. Is that the chibi one? That's the chibi one. It's called what? Like, okay, like yeah. it's called like Wakapakuniku Slaughterhouse. Yeah. And that's got like a whole bunch of uh, the like. Fucking Dracula and Frankenstein and stuff in that. Yeah. I didn't realize that technically, ca- I forgot because it's funny because the, the, they're my favorite games in the world, but I forgot that Castlevania games would technically qualify for this. But I know you're not much for Castlevania, so you don't have to worry about playing through too much of no, that. I'm but, fine with Castlevania. Um, but yeah, just generally kind of kind of horror stuff. In fact, actually, if there's any kind of horror games from the NES that we haven't mentioned that you guys might want to recommend throw our way, we would like we can try to play a couple minutes of that. But yeah, we'll just be talking about. We're just gonna play some NES games and come back and talk about just what we. Thought thought about it might be a super short episode next week who knows but who knows yeah just be kind of an experiment that'll be our last halloween podcast of the year and yeah this yeah. Uh, well 
He's Modern on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Tired Podcast on Twitter. TiredPodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing us around. Even if you haven't seen this movie, you made it this far. Hey, good job. So that tells me we're not going to get a lot of listeners for this episode. But yeah, what yeah, we get go? that same amount every week. We oh, yeah. Good, no. Pretty consistent group of listeners. Yeah. I love you guys. So, yeah, you did Feel it. free to send uh, in more 80 titty memories. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to go have to, like, drink some tea because doing that fucking voice. Oh, I can imagine, yeah. You did it better than the voice in the film. Mm. It was was just a a friend of the director that did that voice. He was like, I knew somebody that could do that voice. And I I thought I just assumed everybody could do that voice, but I guess not. Yeah, you need to get more. uh, You need the gravel, yeah. The throat dripping in the back of your throat. Seriously, man? <laughs> they they should yeah. have bucked the trend and got it like a Jigglypuff voice and said that would have been even more <laughs> unexpected and scary. Hello, you got me by here with us. Don't you like your blind date? Eat a bowl of fuck. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because until next time, eat a bowl of fuck. Now let's party or something, whatever. Da, 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 da. Oh man, see, I'm gonna have to find the generic punk music, the the one punk song they they have in this song and have that like over the credits for this episode. Credits? Yep. We don't have credits for. <laughs> nope, we're gonna roll the credit. Hey, Bill, roll the credits. Bill suits Get brought to you by Botany 500, <laughs> furnishings and, right. and and hotel accommodations supplied by. <laughs> Daniel's bedroom. Just remember to spay and neuter your pets. Good night, everybody. <laughs>